This is no small part. No small part. No small part. This is no small parts. I am Brittany Brewer. Thanks for talking with me today. Thank you for asking me. I is exciting. I mean, and we'll talk about this more. But and I think I've said this to you more before. I don't know. I hope I have. You all at Theater Contra. Not that that's the only thing I want to hear about at all, but are doing yeah. something that doesn't exist right now, which is really, really, really cool and like very yeah. hard to like. Yeah. do and figure out and makes like whoa we made this thing that doesn't it's not happening at other theaters what we do (laughs) yeah yeah it's uh it's like we were trying to really like figure out a way where one we could raise money and two it would be fun for people and be like wide-reaching because we were like we're new so it has to reach people somehow you know this is Bryant Edwards. It's so it's, smart. It's, it's always a fun time, yeah. Ooh, what are you drinking there, Bryant? I am drinking a Southern Tier Eight Days a Week Infinitely Drinkable Blonde Ale. That sounds so, like a nice beer. It's like Evil Genius level name going on yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. I can't tell if Infinitely Drinkable is like their tagline or if it's part of the name of the beer, but. I know I can tell because it's really big letters. Eight days a week is definitely part of the name. He is a 29-year-old Philadelphian who works in theater marketing and education and is a founding member of Theater Contra. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I was uh, ordering from GoPuff yesterday and I was like, might as well grab a a 15-pack. Why not? (laughs) Yeah. On today's episode of No Small Parts, Bryant talks about his commitment to creating positive spaces and experiences, his experience producing staged readings of movie scripts as a part of Theater Contra, and how sometimes producers can accidentally also become actors. Cheers. How did you get your start in theater? When did that begin? When did you dabble? What was your gateway? Oh my gosh. Well... (laughs) It's, it's it's actually, it's funny because, like, so many pe- people I, I know and I'm friends with have, like, been doing some sort of theater since they were, like, a kid. Uh, like, I hear the amount of people I know who were in Wiz- Wizard of Oz in first grade. It's <laughs> insane. Um, but I actually, like, I grew up in a really small town in Del- 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 Delaware, like, at the border of Delaware, Mar- Maryland, and... Uh, there was like no theater that I knew knew, knew of. Um, theater was never in my life. Like the closest thing to it was like band and cor- cor- chorus. Um, and then, uh, but then in middle school, um, so, oh, actually, so I played baseball was my like performance thing. Okay. And I, I loved like the part of it where people would like clap for, yes. for, for me. <laughs> yeah, <that's> so <laughs> um, good. <laughs> I was really good at it too, but, uh, <laughs> That's why everyone was clapping, not to toot my own horn. But, um, but then I, uh, I moved up to Ambler, Pennsylvania, uh, which is just like 45 minutes away from Philly by, by car. Um, and uh, I 
the friends I was ma- was ma- making were all in theater, and I was like, "What is this? This is crazy!" Like I knew okay. what theater was. Yeah, I think I, I I think the first show I saw was the Velveteen Rat, Rat Rabbit on a field trip. That's cute. Um, <laughs> it was lovely. I think it was in Baltimore, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and uh, so all the friends I was making were in theater or the arts, um, rather than like sports. Um, and they convinced me to try, 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 try out for the musical Footloose. So I tried out. Dan- dancing was ter- ter- terrible. I saw the, uh, when the cast list came out, I lo- 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 looked at it. And I was like, oh, I did not get cast. Uh, but then I got, um, my, my, my friends came up to me to congratulate me. I was like, why are you congratulating me? It turns out I was cast. Um, as a solely acting part and ensemble <laughs> singing and dan- dancing part. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's where it all start- started. Made some great friends. Uh, pe- people said I was like actually good at it. So I was like, cool. I like being good at things. I like yeah. when people clap. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's where it all, all began. Were you so you were mostly in the actor world for a period of time? Yeah, so through uh, middle school and high school, uh, I acting was my main thing. Um, in high school, I worked uh, like sound for the mu- musicals because I have a terrible voice. Um, the one time I tried tried out for a musical, it was uh, a nightmare. <laughs> um, but um, then in college, since I went to a B- BA pro- program. For more on BAs versus BFA programs, listen to No Small Parts Podcast, Episode 2 with Hunter Robinson. Uh, we we were, were required to do a, a lot more, so I spent a lot of time in the scene shop. A scene shop, or a scenery shop, is a workshop space that is utilized to build, assemble, and sometimes store set materials for theatrical productions. Um, I learned some costuming. Um, I did directing um, and, st- and and stuff like that. So, yeah, okay. mostly acting through co- college, um, and with a da- dabbling in other air air areas. So, college was like you went to college for theater, right? I guess if you were being. Um, I- I originally did not actually. Okay. Uh, so this, this is that this, this is actually a crazy story. Um, <laughs> So I originally went to college for, uh, they had a major at the University of Pittsburgh called PPE, which was a uh, politics, philosophy, economics. Hmm. Um, pretty quickly I found out I hated the philosophy. <laughs> um, and economics I loved, but I hate math. Um, so then I became mm-hmm. a, a political science, science, science major with an economics mo- minor. Still found out I had to take the math course with the economics mi- oh. minor, so I dropped that mi- minor and I became a theater mi- mi- minor. Um, but then it, it was, uh, I think it was like the spring of 2012, the uh, University of Pittsburgh had like a series of like hundreds of bomb threats. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. Like it was like dorms were getting bomb threats at like 3, 3, 3, 3, 3 a.m. Every other day we were oh forced to leave the, the classrooms. Yeah, it was madness um and i was uh it ended up being like this uh this like old irish guy like in ireland who was sending these emails through multiple like proxies 
Um, and he had no connection to us from what, so what I know. Um, I could be wrong. I don't know if that is still true. But, um, yeah, it was crazy. But um, in that time, I was in uh, my first show. I got cast in my first show. My mom convinced me to try try out again after I Go did mom. not get cast. I know. She tells me about it to this day. She's like, you wouldn't be where you are without me. I'm like, I know, Mom. Thank you, Mom. Um, uh, but uh, because of the bomb threats, it ended up getting canceled. Um, and we ended up doing this, like, gorilla one where uh, the school said we weren't allowed to perform in the seed, 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 theaters. Uh, but we decided to put on the show anyway. Um, and... Uh, the administration said they did, did not know, but all of them showed showed up. Um, <laughs> so it was uh, the the like community around that like really inspired me to become a major and to really like dig deeper into you know actually pursuing this thing I love because I'm young. Might as well do what what I love now, and if it d- doesn't work out, then at least I can say I tried. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, so I switched either the end of my sophomore year or very beginning of my ju- junior year because i know that's when you have to like officially declare and stuff like that um so yeah it was after all the all the weird parties and stuff where people were like <laughs> some of them were crying some of them were laughing over everything um it was mainly the like the community aspect because yeah. like I'm not one to like really believe you have to get an education in theater to like succeed in theater. Um, But for me, that community was like so important. So, when did you realize that producing was a thing? Hmm. Okay, so I think I think it came in steps. Um, So. It started. It start started in college when I was on uh, the like board of uh, what was called Red, Red Eye Seed Theater Pro- Project, which was a twenty four hour seed theater fe- festival. Huh. Um, yeah, yeah, it was, it was crazy. Um, and I loved putting something together. Like I loved being like in charge. I, I'm a bit power hungry. I think at times <laughs> uh, I, I like to like have a say in things mm-hmm. um but it was nice putting something together and seeing it come through to the end if you are interested in more on producing theater festivals listen to episodes two three and six of no small parts which was really cool um and then my final like my capstone project in college was uh uh putting together a uh performance of the sandbox by edward albee oh, cool. uh while u- utilizing like uh a bunch of uh, ped, ped, pedagogical uh, processes and uh, you know methods from a bunch of different people like Bo Bo Boal and Suzuki and, and, and stuff like that. Um, so putting that something together from start to end, having me get the props, all that jazz was super cool. Um, and then I think it really amped up which i i feel like you you, you may be able to predict this but uh during the apprenticeship i did at the arden um and how <laughs> i had to do everything except acting except art um brian's and i originally connected through our work at the arden theater company in philadelphia pennsylvania 
Bryant was an ardent professional apprentice in class 22, and I was an APA in class 23. And stuff like that. And, like, I noticed, like, I wasn't fully killed on the inside. Like, I liked being able to, like, say, oh, I can raise money now. I, I can market now. Or at least I have an idea of how to do, do these things and where, where to start. Um, and then doing the showcase at the end of the year, having to build that from the bo bottom up. Um, I noticed like I was really, really fulfilled and like the, the like, so I, I, I think like as an artist specifically, I'm on like a quest to, I'm on a quest to like see a show that makes me feel the same way as when I perform and am bow, 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 bowing at the end and I'm really mm -hmm. fulfilled and like happy with my performance. And I haven't found found that yet. Mm -hmm. So like, I really um, after the the apprenticeship, I remember I was like, I did a year of freelancing, uh, which would 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 which was cool. I learned a lot from a lot of other theater com companies too, um, like eight eight eighteen twelve, um, and I kind of just like came up with an idea for a show, um, and I decided you know what I'm gonna try to do this myself. Um, cause I had, uh, a mentor in college named Bria, Bria, who was always like, uh, you know what, if you want to want to work, if you want to make sure you, you work, you need to make the art yourself. So that's what, that's what I did. Uh, so, um, the show was a huge show. Uh, it was called the Versus Series, um, and it was. Uh, five plays written by five play play playwrights. Then we had five di directors and an ensemble of seven actors, I think. Um, and then me. Um, I was also acting in it by accident. Uh, that was not intended. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, sometimes you have to do things though when when you're producing. Um, and. Uh, you know, it went really, really well. Uh, it was huge. It was a lot of work because they were like over totaling the script committee, the actors, everyone involved. It was like almost 50 pe people were involved in the wow. show. Um, and I had a goal. I wanted to pay everyone in some capacity. That's awesome. Um, I didn't fully succeed that first show. Yeah. Um, but uh, from here on out, um, Every time we've put put on a full production, uh, we paid everyone and stuff like that, which, which is great. Um, and uh, and yeah, it was just it, it was really fun. I everybody seemed to have a positive experience with the process, which I think that hearing that from P P people and knowing it was coming from people who would tell me if the experience was not good, um, really kind of inspired me to kind of jump more into the producing world because that's my my main goal as a producer is to one give people opportunities they may not norm 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 normally have in a safe place that's great um and two for people to have fun and just enjoy themselves yes. and find joy um, yeah it, and it's it's so crazy because like i want to do a second version of it i wanted to do one for years and it's just like it's going to happen one day, but like mm -hmm. I can't imagine how how I did did it the first time without hitting more snags. <laughs> like the biggest nag I had was I had an actor who lovely lo lo love lovely person 
but he ended up in Id, 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 Italy, and it extended. Whoa. So like we could, we did, did didn't have the time. So I had to be like, hey, I'm sorry, sorry, but we need to find some someone else. Um, and I hope he was un- understanding. But uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, I learned so much from the process. I learned how late I can stay stay awake. Um, <laughs> I learned to. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I was up till like 4 a.m. once in the oh. studio seed seed cedar, just like and like bless like I I also like this is something I still like really struggle with I think but like <sighs> letting people like having people kind of raise the project up and allowing them to have that space to raise the project up because like mm-hmm. I remember. The first day of tech for for that show for me was really rough. Things there was a miscommunication. So someone who was supposed to be there was only there for a really short amount of time, um, and so I was trying to learn things on the go that I had never done b- before. Uh, but then you know uh, Johnny Silver and Emily and Emily. Wow, she's gonna kill me. Um, Eliana Fabi. Um, mm they like stuck around with me for like till like three or four Mm. a.m. to make sure the show isn't just good but great uh like they really like tweaked so many things and like uh kind of like i don't know what i would have done without them yes it would have been madness oh my gosh the people are such an important part of a very small level producing process yeah oh my god that's like when i was casting the the show um, the di- 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 directors and I all agreed, like, we want people who are town, 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 talented, but also mm-hmm. are nice. Yes. Like, if someone seems like a diva, then I'm like, I'm, I'm good. I'd rather this be a positive exper- experience because, like, I know they'll work hard if they're positive pe- yes. pe- people. So, yes. Yeah. Okay, I'm probably going to ask something that feels like a lot, but it's so interesting mm-hmm. to me. So um, you have the 24-hour festival. You have sort of your senior year show, the Albi show, mm-hmm. the apprenticeship experience, and then the Versus series as big, like sort of tracking, producing moments. Um, mm-hmm. What were the pieces that you were picking up from each experience? Because I can imagine like... It started with something less, and then holy smokes, like it it grew yeah. in terms of producing. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So I'm I'm gonna start at the beginning. So red for the Red Eye Seed Seed Theater Project, the 24 hour fe- festival. That I really like gathered. Like it's so important to have fun uh, because during that pro- process especially if you're like directly acting, directing or uh, playwright writing or work, work, work on tech, you're going to be tired. Oof, and yeah. like, it's like so important to just like realize one, it's theater. Like some shows are much more high stakes than other shows. Red mm-hmm. Eye Theater Project was the lowest of low stakes. <laughs> yes. um, and like, I never wanted to take it too ser- 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 seriously. Um, sometimes I took it too seriously, but like, um, theater can do a lot of things, but if you mess it up, no one's going to die unless you do do, (laughs) doing stage stage combat or other, (laughs) (laughs) 
If your show isn't up to, to your expectations, no one's going to die. Um, <laughs> um, but, uh, so yeah, I think that's what I gathered from that. Uh, from the capstone, I gathered uh, one to cast really good people who want to support you and trust that you will support them. Um, mm -hmm. And two, um, that was the first time I had to make like a hard choice where I had an actor who wasn't show showing up to rehearsals. Um, and, you know, she had a lot go, 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 go going on in her, her, her life. So yeah. I, I talked to, to her and like, there were no hard feels, feelings after on I either side. Um, and, uh, you know, that was, that made me realize, uh, you know what, you'll have to make a lot of hard cho choices in the future in theater or otherwise. But like, if you approach it in the right way, it will be okay. Um, I think it's better to approach it in a positive way than to try to mend it afterwards. Mm -hmm. um, which, you know, again, I've had successes and fail, fail, failures in, in, in that realm. Um, but yeah, so that's what I gathered from that. Uh, from The Apprenticeship, I gathered a lot. Uh, um, <laughs> Will you talk so, about um, sort yeah. of how you found that as well and what it is and then what you yeah. gathered for, from it? Sure. So uh, the Arden Professional Apprenticeship Pro Program uh, is a program run by uh, the Arden Seed Theater Co Company, um, which is designed for like early career artists, but it's been a span of curve, curve career. Um, and it's designed to give everybody a full look at what it takes to run a theater. Mm -hmm. um, so everything from raising money to the marketing to cleaning the bathroom, <laughs> uh, <laughs> cleaning up vomit, <laughs> human fecal matter, um, literally like everything you can imagine. Because uh, a lot of people come into it having experienced the the uh, acting world, di directing world in their own like small ways. Totally. Um, but this is all about like creating like people who will eventually lead in the theater world um, and, you know, maybe create their own com companies or become leaders at other com companies or, uh, you know, there are people who are in po politics um, who continued on performing. Uh, the Arden will not let, let you for, 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 for forget that. Uh, um, oh my God! Why am I blanking <laughs> on her name right now? Uh, Jill Scott is mm -hmm. uh, a former Arden apprentice. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, yeah, so it's designed to. It's a really hard program where you work a lot of hours, six day, day, days a week. Uh, you have a lot of man, man, managers. You deal with a lot of personalities, um, and it's. Uh, it's crazy. It's a crazy 10 months. <laughs> um, and like, I tell, cause now, now like I, I, I work at the Arden full, full time now. Um, so I'm part of the interview pro processes for new apprentices. That's cool. And like, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> it's fun to, uh, in, in interview them. Um, but like you tell, tell them, uh, well, I tell them like the biggest thing I got from the program, was like the ability to work my ass off and mm -hmm. to like work 80 hours a week and like kind of build up that immunity if, if I have to. 
Um, and I also tell them like, hey, like this may not be right for for you, and that's yeah. okay. Like you just really have to be honest with yourself now. Like if you choose to not go through with the interview process, then that's probably the right choice. Like, and that's fine. Um, but yeah, so you know, the apprenticeship, like the raising money part, was huge for for me to learn. Um, because that was really big, uh, designing like postcards and programs, um, and just how to like manage a budget, um, was like the biggest, probably the biggest things for me. Cause they're the things I had the least experience in. Um, and it was, uh, yeah, really, I don't know, just like, and like, honestly, I got like so many just like templates, like having a template helps you so much in life. Yes. Like, if you're like, oh, okay, so I know the basis of this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish I had a temp, temp template for, for life. Mm. That, that'd be nice. I did, did not ask, what are you drink, drink, drinking? I'm drinking an Aperol Spritz. So like, champ it's very orangey. I feel like I'm drinking like orange soda, but with <laughs> champagne. So refreshing, I love it. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, so those, those were probably the things I gained from the art in, like fundraising, knowing how to work hard. Um, um, yeah, and uh, then the Versus series. Oh gosh, I think that was just like jumping in the deep, 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 deep bend. I chose a big show. Um, yes. I had a lot of help, thankfully, like, Working at the Arden gave me a lot, a lot of like perks where like I could get props and costumes for for free and like yes, yeah. uh, use the space for a discount uh, and and stuff stuff like that. Did some work trading, yeah. uh, cleaned the actor house a few times to work off my debt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> um, it uh, you know it really helped me, you know kind of learn what you have to do what you can do and what you can probably find another way to do that's important um, yeah yeah because like i'm big into like maintaining your own happiness and like mm. your own men men mental health um and you know while also not infringing upon the mental health of others um so you know, that was really important to me through that whole process was to remember to breathe and to like, yes. you know, I, you know, there, there, there were a few times where I thought things were going terribly wrong and I'm like, I'm mm. about to cry. Mm -hmm. So rather than just crying in front of ev ev everyone, I left for, for a minute and cried just so like, I wanted to maintain a positive attitude as much as possible for everyone. Um, because ultimately the things that were weighing on me may not weigh is the same on others. And it's like, I need to keep that in my head. <laughs> yeah, that's really valuable. Especially when you were balancing producer brain, eventually actor brain. Didn't you also direct? I one did of the... play core, okay, core, yes. core, choreo. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, it was, uh, yeah, there were a few things. So like the actor thing, then I had a fight choreographer drop, drop, drop out. Uh, and another fight crag for Eli Lynn like stepped up and like e Eli just happened to be on the email chain where this fight director was drop dropping out and like I was on my way I think it was I was on my way to either a rehearsal or tech it was like almost towards 
like we weren't far from performances. So, yes. Uh, for more on tech or technical rehearsal, listen to episode two of No Small Parts. And e- Eli really, really stepped, stepped up and put together a crazy Miley versus Mozart uh, fight. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Would you jump back and share what the Versus series project is? The idea was I had a bunch of play, play, playwrights. Uh, I put put out a post saying, hey, uh, either play, play, playwrights or people who want to try playwriting for, for the first time. I have a project. Hit, hit me, hit me up. I think I got like 15 people awesome. uh, who wrote uh, about 10 to 15 minute plays. And the only thing, the only uh, requirements they had for the play were that it had to end in the stage direction they fight. Um, <laughs> so each play had to end in a fight. Um, and they can't determine who the winner is themselves. Um, the audience would vote pre-show as to who they would want to win. <laughs> so originally I envisioned this being very political and like dark and stuff like that. And it turned into not being that, uh, which is awesome. It was like, we had peanut butter versus gel, jelly, rat versus exterminator, movement versus still, stillness, mother versus da- daughter, and Miley versus Mo- Mozart. Um, so while some of them were serious in context, it was like a wild, wild night. Uh, but yeah, so it, every night it changed as to who, how the show ended. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had like an MC who was kind of doing the in-between improv talk with the audience stuff stuff like that so. mc refers to the master of ceremonies or the host in this case bryant talks about how their mc needed to improvise a number of their interactions with the audience did everyone have to learn two sets of choreography depending on the the votes um yes and no uh, okay. so, so we decided pretty early on that the core core choreo would be like 90 percent the same and just the ending of the fight would change um yeah yeah so for example um the piece i was in movement versus still stillness if i died playing movement my neck would get snapped um but then if um if uh still 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 stillness died i think i uh stabbed him with a cord quarter staff or some some, something like that um yeah so (laughs) it was very little having to remember the difference the only thing that actors were 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 worried about but only had trouble with once was remembering who was the winner (laughs) so because once they're on stage they're pretty much on stage so they have to remember oh i win this one and hope the other person remembers oh they win this one um so but thankfully it worked out yeah (laughs) how does that change a producer's role at the top of each show or does that Mm -hmm. is did that live within stage management i know it can be different when it's like small when things are smaller and yeah so for that i was also stage manager um Mm-hmm. Which was also I had assistant stage managed a couple, a couple times, but that was the first time I really stage ma- managed. Uh. In episode two of No Small Parts, we briefly discuss stage managers in juxtaposition with production managers. Stage managers are often responsible for organizing the rehearsal schedule, running rehearsals, communicating the director's needs to the production team, and maintaining the production from opening night and beyond. 
After opening night, the director's contract often ends. The stage manager is responsible for holding the actors and production crew to the performance choices made while the director was present. The stage manager also calls each show, much like a conductor with an orchestra, cueing lights, sounds, and other design elements into action for each performance. A stage manager's role can vary depending on the size and budget of a production. And uh, you're at four so, roles already here. Too. I know. I like. <laughs> it was crazy. I don't know. I'm too old to do that now. But um, <laughs> I miss being 23. Yeah, 23. The good days. Um, but uh, yeah, so I. The way we did it was we had, um, I had people, people volunteered to do my box office, which was awesome. That is cool. Um, and then, uh, their programs and the slips were already on everyone's seats. Cool. Uh, so I would take care of that pre, pre, pre-show. People would vote. And then like five minutes beforehand, I gathered all the votes and tow, 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 tallied them. And then real <sighs> quick, like chick, chick, chicken scratch onto a piece of pay, pay paper who won. Um, and that was when I, I learned to accept people's help when they offer it because it took really long to tally all those votes. Mm. And like the act, yeah. act, actors were always like, hey, I, I can take some. It's like, no, you do your thing. Yeah. You do you. Um, and then I was like, you know what? If you're offering, I trust yes. that you're taking care of your own mental health. So I'm mm-hmm. taking care of my, my own. I will take your help. Yeah. <sighs> So that, that was really the only thing that changed. And then I had to like run lights and sound. Uh, a couple of the actors would ju- jump in to help me with sound um, cool. when they weren't on stage, which was really awesome. Because um, that ended up being, I don't know how the stage managers who run multiple boards do, Mm-mm. do, 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 do it. It's ma- magical. When did you produce and what brought about you producing your first reading or staged reading yeah so we realized pretty early on um so the versus series like brought together a bunch of p people and then we formed this group um and then we pretty quickly decided on a show we we were good gonna gonna do the lesson and we did basic fundraising. We did a GoFundMe, a leather, um, stuff like that. And we raised a, a pretty solid amount of money. Not nowhere near what we would have, like, ultimately would have loved to raise. Yes. But, like, w- we met all of our goals, which, which was great. Um, and uh, but so then after that, though, I realized um, we need another way to raise money that won't cost much money. Um, so the group, uh, Cedar Contra, we all sat together, um, and we came up with this idea of movie readings, um, because we had seen a couple of, like, YouTube videos of people reading movie scripts, um, and and stuff like that, and we, we were like, hey, no one's really doing this, um, and we were like, I bet people would come. So uh, for the Versus series, one of the things I had, I did a fundraiser at a local restaurant called Tattooed Moms, um, who are incredibly supportive of the arts in Philadelphia. Um, 
And so I reached out to them. I was like, hey, is this something you'd be into? If you have an idea for and are interested in a partnership, it is always worth reaching out and asking. Um, and they, they, they're like, yeah, we'll definitely try out this first one and see how, how, how it goes. Um, and we really wanted to do not just a movie reading of like popular mo movies, yes. but movie readings of movies that were what we call just left of cult. Um, so like, <laughs> I love that so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know, there are some easy ones we could do like The Room um, and mm -hmm. stuff like that mm -hmm. uh, that are still on our list, but we aren't like. We want to like kind of see how far we can get into like the more normal movies. So like we're talking, our first one was Die Hard. We did National Tre Treasure, Speed. Uh, we're working through the Twi Twilight series right right now. Um, so we were like, you, you know what? We're gonna try this out. Um, the first one was crazy. Learned a lot from the first one, which was Die Die Hard. Um, where I wanted also since for for these, um, I couldn't pay the the actors cash. Um, I found uh, so I was like, we're gonna work around your schedule completely. Uh, we're gonna make this as minimal time commitment as possible. Um, and if you have any issues at all, uh, re 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 reach out and we'll work on solve, solve, solve solving them. So trying to make them, make, I wanted it to be a fun thing and something they wanted to do rather than just like a job, right? Um, and I never, I am never offended if someone says no, like, because mm. it's not paid or it's paid low. Um, that's like, please, I completely understand. Uh, if I could offer you more, I 100% would. Um, so it's all about making it a good experience. Um, so the first one was, was a hit. It was standing room only, uh, which we were not expecting. I was freaking out. I was like, I don't know who's com coming. It's so hard to judge on Facebook because people just mm -hmm. say they're interested or they're going, um, but they was, don't actually go. Mm -hmm. Was Facebook your primary, like, air quotes, marketing slash outreach for that? Yes. Yeah, cool. it was uh, pretty much 100% uh, what it was. We did it a bit on Instagram, uh, but our Instagram, you know, had like 50 followers at the time. Mm -hmm. So we weren't going to rely on that. Um, and Facebook's like really great with mar mar marketing. Uh, so I put a, li a little bit of money behind, I think, like 30 or 40 bucks awesome. uh, behind two one week long booths. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, that ended up reaching a lot more people because mm -hmm. of that. Um, and we relied on a lot of like kind of grassroots sharing and stuff like that. Um, Did Tattoo really... Moms send out any? I don't know if they have an email or anything and they sent um, stuff out. So they posted us on their website. Um, That's cool. And they talk talk about it on their Instagram like the day before and the day after, and they have like twenty five thousand Instagram awesome. followers. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, emails. I think they have a newsletter letter of sorts, um, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, but they have so many events. I I can't imagine they don't have something about it. Um, but yeah. So um, it ended up being a really really cool showing. Um, it was wild because we only did one rehearsal for, for that. Um, and we, we did the first reading. So I'm going to kind of jump ahead a bit as to how we do, do things now and then come back to this, this one. Totally. Um, so we now have a process where 
we have two like about four hour rehearsals and that's it uh we also do an optional mo- movie view 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 viewing um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, much fun. Um, so we uh and the first one the first rehearsal depending on the die director is usually like we do a read through talk talk about it that's it the set, second one has much more cut we have physical scripts we're on our feet um and we're kind of doing the nitty gritty that first one we had one five-hour rehearsal mm. um there were seven actors seven or eight eight actors rather than our max is six now okay. uh we had a vi- vi- violin um <sighs> yeah and yeah. uh we had a maximum of four mu- music stands now and i think we had six then um which create a really tight space mm-hmm. uh, and the actors navigated it beautifully it was so <laughs> good oh yeah. my gosh it was amazing you would have i would have never i mean i knew it was i guess i knew it was the first hearing it now i'm like wow i can't believe that was the first because the action was so great yeah it was it was crazy the director that k k kayla and i did really really great oh. <laughs> um and uh and, and it raised a good amount of money. Uh, Tattoo Moms is also really gen- generous where we get a cut, cut of the bar. Um, so we encouraged drink, drinking. Uh, but we <laughs> learned, like, we need an intermission. Because originally there was no intermission planned for, for that show. Okay. Um, so I ran up to one of the actors mid-action. I was like, call an intermission at some point. Um, and then, uh, so that was helpful. And then we uh, also... Tattoos, tattooed moms was also getting used to us because I don't think they expected it to be so so big. But like mm-hmm. they would bring up food to to the actors yeah. mid performance. <laughs> uh, and uh, but yeah, so um, so yeah, that one we learned a lot at. Uh, pretty much after that, we haven't changed much from the rehearsal process other than the amount of mu- mu- music stands um, and what work work working around that. Um, so yeah. How do scripts and rights work with it as a movie, as a movie reading? Yeah, so all the research I've done, and I'm not a lawyer, 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 says what we're doing is perfectly fine because we're not charging, um, and it uh, falls under uh, fair fair use to to an extent because mm-hmm. um, we're not we're not recreating the show. We're commenting on it, kind of. It's kind of like a not a pa- parody. I can't think think, think of the word. Um, it'll pop pop into my head uh, at yeah. some point. Yes. Um, but yeah. So and we also um, do a lot of cutting to to the scripts. We we, we find them all online uh, for for free, and then I convert it to a word doc and I send that to the di- director. And the director, um, they all have their own processes. But uh, they watch the show, watch the movie, and then go through and adjust whatever they need to adjust. Uh, a lot, a lot of these scripts are like the first draft of the script. They've mm-hmm. changed a lot. Um, like we're doing Zombieland next week, um, and the script right now that I think we're just going to use the original script. All the character names are di- different. Uh, Bill Mur- Mur- Murray does not have a ca- ca- cameo. It's a some 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 someone else. Um, so they all like the, some of them require a lot of editing. Some of them don't. Uh, some of the directors like to add uh, like commentary within the stage di- 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 directions. Uh, some of them like to keep the stage di- directions as is. 
Um, those are what mostly get cut, though, are stage di- directions, uh, mm-hmm. especially for the action mo- movies, because they can go on and on and on. Um, and, like, some of the screen writers are, like, really invested in, like, someone's socks or some- something <laughs> like that. And it's like, get over it. <laughs> so, uh the first road rehearsal, everyone just has it on like their computer, because um, one, we also don't want to kill trees. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but also, usually the day director is making cuts as they go, um, and then the second rehearsal we have um, their physical scripts for everyone, and any cuts are just made in their script. We aren't going to reprint anything. Um, so yeah. Yeah. What would you say is your most memorable producing experience for a reading, positive or challenging? Yeah, um, I think so. This is positive and challenging. I was freaking out, um, but no one else was. Um, for National Treasure, um, that was our second reading ever, um, and I could tell it was going to be much lar- larger than die, die Hard, which was a full house. Like, it was yes. stand, standing room. Um, National tre- tre- Treasure had three times the amount of engagement on social media. Wow. Uh, the Philadelphia Inquirer t- talked about it. Like, it was like, whoa. Uh, it was also part of Philly Theater Week. Um, so it got some ad- 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 additional play from that. Um, and it ended up being, like, we had to turn away about 50 people wow. because the room was so filled. Uh, people were there before I got there, and I get there two hours early. Um, yeah, it was crazy. And because people got there so early, we couldn't really convert the room into how we normally have it. Um, so right now we normally have it all facing one wall, like a typical seed theater. Uh, but the way it was set up this time was like a runway. Um, wow. So it was definitely a hazard. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was like, oh my God, Tatooine Mom is going to be so mad at me. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, um, what, what's happening? Uh, they ended up lo- loving us. Like, <laughs> they made a lot of, of that that night, I assume, I hope, because they're amazing. Um, but, like, it was absolutely terrifying because I had no idea how to handle it. Like, what would I have to do if I had to shut, 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 shut this down? Like, what yep. if someone gets hurt? Like... Uh, people are on the floor and like people are trying to step over each other. Mm. Getting to the bathroom was almost impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was thinking about all those like what if scenarios. Um, none, none of them happened, thankfully. Yes. Um, and everyone had a great time. Uh, obviously, except the people who had to get turned turned away. But that's why I show yeah. up 15 minutes early. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that was really difficult in like a good way. Like yes. ultimately we made we raised a good amount of money and like everyone had a fun time um but yeah that was the hardest with the reading uh thankfully like behind the scenes of read readings i really haven't had any difficulties um it's all been pretty smooth i think because it's so low stakes um our saying at, at the theater contra is uh low stakes high fun um, so at least that, that that's my saying. I don't know if anyone else like 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 likes it. Yeah. So you know, if people run late, they run late. You know, mm-hmm. if we need to, if we don't get to like a few pages of the script, we'll do 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 it live. Like the the audiences at these things, they just want to have fun, right? They just want to enjoy themselves. Most of them are going to be a little inebriated. 
So, like, <laughs> yep. if you jumble your words or drop the Declaration of Independence, then, like, people are going to laugh. And, like, it's not going to be like, you ruined my experience. So. And you all have drinking games as well, don't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, that's We uh, like to kind of immerse the audience a little bit, <laughs> but it's also, like, kind of an easy way to get people to spend more at exactly. the bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we also encourage people to, like, get get up and leave. Like, we're, we kind of want to break all the traditional rules of seed, seed, seed theater. Um, we want people to feel comfortable in every way when they come to see a reading or, or a show with us. Um, so if you need to leave to use the bathroom, go use the bathroom. If you need to go get get a drink, if you don't like what you're seeing, leave. Like, it's fine. Um, you know, um, we just want everyone to be comfortable and uh, we want them to have have a good time. Um, and the drink, drinking games always, like, are hit, hit or miss. Sometimes people are with it the whole time. Uh, <laughs> a lot of the actors now have started to, like, participate in the drinking games which is really fun uh and gets the audience much more involved and some of the directors have put in like cues um in the script for people to drink like an actor like drink people you know stuff, stuff like that so but drink safely that's mm-hmm. important <laughs> what's the uh what's the structure of theater contra are i know you produce do you all produce mm-hmm. are there like different roles sort of at play um, so that that that's something we're still figuring it out. Um, originally, it was thought of as just like an ensemble, like everyone does everything. Um, but I think because this is like kind of my bay baby, I've like really taken on a lead leadership. Definitely. Um, so we uh, have uh, company meet meetings um, occasionally. Um, I'm working on a structure where that will happen more often, um, and people. We really go on a project by project basis. Um, the only thing I ask of every person in the group is that they share the, the event. Um, and then if they want to work on it, uh, people in the group gen- generally get first dibs on things. Um, when it comes to acting, that I like to have auditions for. Um, even if we agree that some, an ensemble me- member is going to be in it, um, I think it's important to still do that process. Um, cause I also don't want to seem like, a, um, like, a incestuous type of thing where yeah. the only people on stage and behind the scenes are the people who are in the group. Um, I think that's, I never like seeing that in, uh, in a, uh, a program that this is just the people who work here. So, yeah. What would be a few things that would be like non-negotiables for you as you move forward with stage readings from like a producer brain? Yeah. Um, so I think one and two are kind of, I would put these as my top things. Mm-hmm. Um, I want everybody involved in the uh, cre- creating aspect to have a positive experience. Um, I want them to leave saying they had a good time that it was worth it and they want to work with us again. Um, and I also want the audience to feel that that way. Um, I want the audience to want to come back, to want to tell their friends. We have so many people who've come to almost all of our readings. Um, and like a lot of people who tell their friends, a lot of people who come to our readings before they even see the movie, um, which is so fun. Um, and, uh, and then 
it does need to be we do need to meet a certain threshold of fundraising yes um, which is one of the things that a lot of people like hate saying when it comes to producing because they yeah. only want to focus on like the art but like we do need to make money in order to keep making the, these things uh be because we do put money into the read readings um whether that's uh getting props uh we have to frequently like uber things over uber things back um stuff stuff like that a lot a lot of hit, hidden costs um so we if we get to a point where donations and the cover bar aren't equaling what we put into them um we either have to figure out a way to make them cheaper which would be the first choice um or we'd have to like do them less free frequently um so um yeah we definitely would have to meet a threshold i don't know what that th threshold is yet because we've been pretty <laughs> pretty successful totally. um but it's there so why produce stage readings in particular over anything else um because I think they, it's it's so, I, I don't want to say they're easy to produce, um, but there's far less pressure involved yes. in producing them. Yeah. Um, you can do a lot more things. Um, like I would never do a staged national tre tre treasure. Um, <laughs> I would love to see one. Yes, I would love to yes. see, see, see one. <laughs> but I just, I couldn't wrap my head around it in any way. Um, and that's like not the like the like live theater I'm super into, but uh, readings are just such a a low stakes easy way to um, raise money to get awareness out there about your group. Mm -hmm. uh, most of our fo fo followers right now are people who have come to our read 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 readings. One of the things we try to do with our readings um, is get people who don't normally come to see theater to try us out and then to come to our fully produced shows. Um, so we're hoping to like kind of funnel P people into becoming uh, supporters of all of our work and not just part of our, our work. So leaving them with a really positive experience with a reading will hopefully get them to uh, come to our full shows. Yes. How on earth do you explain what you do as a producer to folks when they ask you like what what is it there's a reading like what do you, what do you do like yeah. how did you what's your role and <laughs> oh my gosh uh, <laughs> just explaining like producing to be people's uh, uh, a hard thing um but i i think i explain what i do in and the read readings to people in like a really kind of just like how i feel about them like I, I, want, I say, so I'm responsible for the logistics behind creating a fun experience about uh, about the show that will hopefully raise us money. I always format it as a fundraiser, especially for people who don't understand what like a staged re reading is, um, because that's something much more understandable. They get it. Um, people are much more willing to do, do, donate at the door if you say fundraiser, because it is. Yeah, and then I just explain, I do everything. I do a little bit of everything, <laughs> if they don't know what, like, pr pr producing is. Um, I primarily relate to, like, mar 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 marketing, because that's where, like, a lot of the behind-the-scenes work comes in with these small, small, smaller things, is the mar marketing aspect, so, yeah. 
Is there anything you feel like you didn't realize went into producing readings the first time you produced them, or like that people often don't think of? Hmm. Um. This is something that I thankfully have done from the beginning. That I think a lot of people don't think of, but binders super important. Ooh, um, yes, make yeah. sure all your actors have binders in a script, and if you provide them for the the actors, even better. They love that. Um, and uh, just kind of letting, not making it more serious than it has to be. Um, we have it easy because like we're doing movie read, read readings, so they can't be serious. serious. <laughs> um, and if we did a serious, serious movie, people would still be laughing because it's so it's so ridiculous to see mediums in different four formats. Oh yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, just uh, you know, make sure it's uh, easy go 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 going. So yeah. Are there any last things that? you would like to share about your experience with producing or producing in general? I am surprised at how rewarding it's been. I always viewed myself as like an actor, um, first and for foremost. Um, and I have really loved being able to support other people. Um, you really, you really need to find joy in that. Um, because if you don't find joy, joy in that, then that does not make you a bad person. Like if you, like to be the person on stage that's perfect um but you re with producing you really in order to just stay sane um and to not get angry um you have to want to make people be the best they can be um and i've learned not to take things so personally um and to understand everyone's different um especially art artists like we all are more in tune with our emotions and stuff like that. Um, and balancing that and kind of let, 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 letting things go has really changed my perspective on life. Um, and also like, like you don't need money to produce things. Um, but you need to be happy with what you produce. Um, so if that, if you don't think you'll be happy with the product, if it's completely free, then you need to figure out a way to raise that money. Um, and you need to figure out a way to make sure your artists are happy. Um, so I think everyone can and should try producing something in their lives, um, whether it's a reading, a show, or anything like that. Um, readings are really fun. Uh, you have so much freedom with them. Um, and they're super low cost, uh, low stakes, high fun. Um, as long as you feel like you had a positive experience and everyone else had a positive experience, though, it's not a fail, a failure. If yes. no one came, at least you had a good experience and you learned some, some, something. Thank you so much for talking with me today, Bryant. Thank you, Brittany. This has been a blast. Uh... It's nice seeing a face in core, core quarantine. So. <laughs> Always. That was Bryant Edwards. I am Brittany Brewer. This is No Small Parts. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe. Word of mouth is our best form of advertising. You can find No Small Parts on Facebook, No Small Parts Podcast, 
Instagram at No Small Parts Podcast and Twitter at No Small Parts Pod. For more No Small Parts, visit our website at www.nosmallpartspodcast.com. Mm-hmm.